Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's been a long time between drinks, but we're back again. If you're catching us for the first time, you're listening to the number one footballing podcast in New Zealand. I'll be honest with you guys, I ain't too sure how much football will be covered in this one since the world has gone completely tits up, but we'll try our best. Join me on the pod via Zoom. We have the founding fathers of the trials. It's Jack Coyle and Jasper Lau. How's it going, boys? Have you got something in your throat, mate? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Sounding a little worse for wear. Get your, uh, get your tinfoil hat on. Yeah, people have been saying, did you catch it from the protests in Wellington? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm in my ninth day of isolation. So hopefully tomorrow, pending a, a negative test, escape the gulag tomorrow. So, Have yeah. you tested negative yet? I don't want to waste these tests, mate. They're like a big gold mine right now. You don't yeah, want to waste yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, before we go any further, I've noticed uh, I've noticed the kit you've got on. I knew I knew that anything anything with Edzy was always going to be a DH gate party, but I didn't expect to. Uh... <laughs> My one's tighter than your one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got this before Christmas. I'm geez, this is tight. <laughs> it wasn't XL, but geez, I'm making it look very small right now. <laughs> yeah, you've been working out in, in isolation. Mate, the only physical activity I've been doing is eating. That's all I've been doing, mate. Uh, anyway, we've got Jasper. How's Jasper going? How you doing, mate? I'm going well. Hey, boys, yeah. how's it going? Got to catch up with you a, little, a few weeks back, didn't we? But um, no, it's good yeah. to see you're alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm well and alive, unfortunately. But um, you never know with COVID and <laughs> World War Three around the corner. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to count my chickens until they hatch out. Like, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you might you might get dro- drafted for the for the Hong Kong military. Yeah. I don't I don't think I'm fit enough, but I don't know if they look at my vaccination status. Uh, that might that might save me a trip. <laughs> Do they have conscription over there then in Hong Kong? No, not in Hong Kong. Um, they don't have anything in Hong Kong. Um, they do in Singapore. Um, China yeah, yeah. doesn't. China doesn't have um, conscription either. Yeah. I, I, to my knowledge, but um, I mean, I mean. The only countries that have it, it's like where there's like active battle. Taiwan has it. You have to be conscripted in Taiwan. South Korea has it. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think in in Southeast Asia. But um, yeah, I won't be surprised if they do. But um, I don't know. I don't think China's that keen on anything military at this stage. You know, like how COVID's kind of disappeared now. So I think, yeah, yeah. Now the, yeah. The, the the pandemic ended on a just on a random Thursday, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think they were joking how like Putin should be awarded the um the um was it the Nobel Prize for medicine or something during <laughs> <laughs> COVID in one day. I mean, it's hilarious, eh? Like you look at the UK news. I look at UK news every day, but um, like COVID is just not even a thing, eh? Not anymore. Yeah, I didn't even catch it when it was popular. No one gives a shit. My mum don't yeah. give a shit either. It's like, it's like, oh, <laughs> you got COVID. Oh, cool. <laughs> She's more worried about Ukraine than me getting fucking COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, boys, I did not catch COVID via the, um, the Welter protest. I went there. Uh, I, I didn't get there in, in time for it, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we, we want the coppers, mate. <laughs> anyway, I went to this uh, Indian wedding last week and it turned out to be a super spreader. Everyone caught COVID. And it's inevitable that I caught COVID as well. We, we dancing, bro. Yeah. I loved it. The dance yeah, the is great. with dancing, right? Yeah, on the uh, bangalore and all that stuff. Ben like Beckham. It was brilliant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it turns out I had COVID. And I went to this other wedding as well. And, yeah, I was a bit of a super spreader there as well. 
Me and old mate Marlon on the dance floor. <laughs> you seem yeah. to be like the common denominator, mate. <laughs> I think, yeah, true, right? But the thing is, bro, like um, when, when this whole pandemic started, we all thought, oh, look, it's the end of the world and like everyone's going to catch it. But like, like even last week, I just don't know how it, how it works in terms of spreading it to someone. Like it was weird. Like, I was on the same ferry as someone. We had lunch together. We caught the same taxi together, bus together. Um, we even shared the same bottle at one point because we mixed our bottles up. <laughs> and this person didn't get COVID whatsoever. But another yeah. guy I like, briefly like, bumped into at the wedding, he got COVID. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's really random how it yeah. uh, passes, you know? In my view, like, a lot of stuff that you do to protect yourself is just a waste of time. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's never proven really, like, do re- you really reduce the spread if you wear a mask or something like that? It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, kids at my work are just dropping, like, flies and... and... <laughs> None of us are catching it. Mate, you'd be one of the caps, Kobe, mate, so you can work from home. Yeah, so I can get a, yeah, get a week off. <laughs> nah, but it, I'm not going to be catching it when it's cool anymore, so. Nobody gives a shit, mate. Yeah. Everyone's worried about the Ukraine. Yeah. But it, you know what? It ain't as bad as you think. All I've had is like a scratchy throat um, and like a runny nose for like two days. But apart from that, I've been pretty good. I have to say, if you listen to this, get your booster. Because honestly, like, I didn't think I'd handle too well. Like, look at me. <laughs> I, I tick all the boxes of someone that should die of COVID, but you know, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, this one, this this one survives. So, but yeah, I nah. definitely attribute that to the booster because uh, I think I've been worse off otherwise. Nah, mate, I think you've had enough fast food in your day that um, you don't need to worry about any vaccines. Oh, bro, I'll tell you that. So, Uber Eats don't deliver Maccas to Beach Haven. Now, if you look at Google Maps, right, where I live in Beach Haven. Yeah, Bloomfield Maccas is literally three point four k's away. Akaranga is only like four k away from my house, yeah. so yeah. it's not far. It's just I don't know what the story is. I mean, is Beach Haven that much of a third world uh, place in the world that I can't get McDonald's delivered to my doorstep? I just think they're scared of getting robbed or some shit. Because isn't like your area like like famous for the meth production in North Shore? I mean, That's true. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, like I think Beach Haven and Birkdale are like, pretty like high up now, right? Because like. They're essentially, um, the property prices there are pretty steep now. You can't get anything under 800k. Yeah, you've got all these hipsters like Simon moving then, you know, boost up the, <laughs> the marketplace here. Isn't it? Yeah. I had Maccas last night, thank God to my sister. Shout out to Sarah for uh, <laughs> sorting me out. If you've not had Maccas for over a week, it tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> over a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> but yeah, um, COVID, yeah. Honestly, Jasper, if you if you were to catch it, bro, you probably already had it, but Man, you were to I catch it again. Bored that. <laughs> did, did I tell you the story? Like, um, I came back in pain in New Zealand in like um start of 2020, like January the 20th or something. I was really sick at that time, eh? Um, I got told to go back home um from work at that time. And um one of my colleagues used to call me um Bubble Boy. I don't know if you've seen that film. It's with um Jake Dillenhall. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's compromise. He's like in the whole bubble kind of thing. So, um, yeah, work was like, hey, I'm Jasper. Um, yeah, you're pretty sick at the moment. I think there's a pandemic going on. Can you go home? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Hey, that was like, it was like before New Zealand got it because New Zealand got um the first case in March something. Like, mm. but I was already sick like start of February. So, yeah, never know. Hey. <laughs> right, Ukraine. I mean, we might as well get this out of the way, Jasper. Thoughts on Ukraine? What what story there, mate? Mate, I, I know when you like got me into this um, podcast, this is like a honey trap, hey? Like, I know, I know you're thinking like, oh, what's what? What am I going to say and all that kind of stuff, right? But um, I mean, to be honest, um, I'll probably let you guys go first, eh? Hey? Like, what do you guys think? I think because I'm I'm probably gonna be the opposite of what you guys think, so I, I reckon you guys can go first. Jack can go. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I was really hoping to hear what Jasper had to say. I know because like, I I just feel like whatever I'm going to say is going to be completely um, <laughs> counterintuitive to whoever listens to this podcast. And so I I, I might as well be the last. Are we are we getting get shut down? That's the thing, mate. I'm, are we yeah, going to get shut down? <laughs> yeah, are we going to get shut down? Right. Um, I think what's basically happened is that like I think this is like the chickens coming home to roost, right? This it's been a long time coming. This this whatever's happening here wasn't a thing that just started like um like a year ago or like. Mm. Two, two weeks ago this is this is essentially like a proxy world war that's been going on for at least the last 20 years right and essentially what i think what the russians have said and i don't and when i say russians i mean the state the duma and i don't mean everyone i right? know everyone agrees with it right but it's been there for a long time this t- um, simmering tension and it's come and i think um what russia has done is just they made the move first instead of them responding to a move by america in the west so i think um i think from my perspective um because given that i'm from a certain ethnicity that the u.s doesn't like either um i can <laughs> completely sympathize what russia is doing at the moment and it's completely logical from a defensive point of view and militarized to secure the nation state and i think it might seem very harsh it might seem very um sad i mean it is very sad seeing on the news like watching kids getting blown up um families getting torn up and all that stuff and it's not a laughing matter but mm. essentially um it is a war basically right and the war's been going on for the last 30 years and i, and I haven't started talking specifically about ukraine itself but this has been a long time coming in terms of what the west has been doing with russia and russia's just kind of had, had sick and tired of it because it was going nowhere so they made the first move and do i do i think it's the right thing to do i don't know because i'm not russian but what i do know is that Whatever's being done right now is certainly, um, I, in my opinion, it has certainly got to um, change the way we look at the world for like a long time to come. So those are my early thoughts and I can go into specifics, but um, do you guys have anything you want to respond to? I'm choosing my words wisely here. <laughs> Same here. All, all I was going to say is that it's affecting the price of my cabbage. Like It's like $9 a cabbage now at Packing Safe. They're taking the piss, yeah, right. mate. These rushes are taking the piss. Also, the the price of petrol it's gone over four dollars yeah, now. Yeah, is it four dollars over? Oh, I saw it's like three dollars thirty today. But... Nah, that's four dollars now. Nah, that was a that that was a, that was a mistake. That picture. Oh, was it? I know the one. Oh, I, don't news, think, right? I don't think. I Luke, Luke Cooper with the fake news. He's also yeah, got COVID yeah, yeah, as well. Fake news, man. Who hasn't got COVID right now? I have to say this: though, the price of everything's gone up. The fucking Putin's kicked off, hasn't he? My Kiwi Saver investment, everything's gone down. I'm down yeah. okay. No joke, mate. Yeah. Absolutely tanking it. Not going to be retiring anytime soon. No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a mixture. I mean, the inflation is already happening for a long time. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the, um, Jerome Powell from the Fed was going to raise um, interest rates anyway, middle of this month anyway. So um, I think the Russian thing has actually been a good news for the US market today because they have an excuse not to raise the interest rates given the price inflation, right? So in some ways, the US market's got to respond pretty strongly um, in light of this. Even though um, I've been hearing stories in the US right now, their, their petrol prices are going over through the roof. But um, the thing is, um, Russian oil export to um, US is actually really minor. It's only around, I think, 3%. So, um, and US is a net um, exporter of oil anyway. So um, they've, they've got heaps of oil reserves and they can always um, get more from like Canada and stuff. So it doesn't necessarily affect um, the US per se from the gas perspective. But what, what does happen is that everything that 
it will cost more or the other inflationary measures like, um, you know, like um, other prices, um, shipping, logistics from the rest of the world will. Tell your cousins at DHgate to lower their prices, mate. Mate, I don't think they can lower it, mate. They're still in the zero COVID um, world, mate. I ordered the kit this morning and it was like $5 more than I thought it would be. I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, that's shipping costs, right? That's the issue. The issue is that China is like pretty much locked itself out in terms of like, but they're still shipping stuff, but the shipping is costing more. And there's like, um, and China's economy is slowing pretty much as well. Yeah, I mean, the whole world is pretty much fucked at this stage. But, oh, I um, see. You talk about um, what happened in New Zealand. So for people that that listen to us abroad, they probably didn't know about the protests we had here, but we had, oh, how many, how many whoppers were there, mate? Outside Parliament. It was, it was, a, it was a few hundred. They tried to make it sound like it was 20k or something. Uh, absolute casseroles, mate. <laughs> yeah, but do, do you guys uh, not think that those guys there, like, you may not agree with them, right? But they were relatively peaceful in what they were doing was occupying a front, front place of New Zealand democracy, per se, right? They weren't necessarily being... I mean, the media made a massive beat up of what they yeah, were yeah. and stuff. But the, the, the media works for the government. You, know, you, get, you get the impression that the ones that were there genuinely, they, they lost control. They lost the dressing room after like a week. How much did you watch, Jasper, of the live streams? I, I didn't watch too much, but um, what I saw was actually like relatively peaceful compared to... How good was that season finale, though? Oh, it was brilliant. Honestly, <laughs> literally, the, literally the last day, the last day was brilliant. I watched, the, I watched a good like three hours of it at work. Yeah. I didn't do much work. Yeah. <laughs> watched them torch that playground, which cost the taxpayer half a million. Yeah, yeah that was a crazy amount of money. But honestly, like, it's, 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 it, like, the reason why I'm, I'm kind of on the side of like um, their side is um, back in Hong Kong, right, two years ago, when we had protesters, right? That was over six to nine months, right? Of them coming, all these fucks coming in, um, chucking Molotov cocktails, um, breaking business and stuff, right? I remember New Zealand government at that time was fucking like supporting that kind of shit in my city. And so when I see New Zealanders, right, hard, hardworking New Zealanders, and their message was pretty simple, right? The media tried to conflate it and shit. Um, I don't see how spending three weeks in front of parliament is anywhere comparable to what the other protesters were doing in Hong Kong. You know what I mean? So I think there's a there's a massive double standard in terms of like how we look at um, the protesters overseas, right? But when something happens domestically, mm-hmm. we immediately paint them as though like they're a terrorist or something. I mean, this goes on back to like what's happening in Canada, right? I don't you know, I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw the news in Ottawa, right? Essentially, yeah, yeah. what the government did was right. Where these truckers were like, oh, we got to treat them all as like domestic terrorists, right? And we got to freeze their bank accounts and eventually deprive them yeah, of like their jobs and stuff, right? I mean, if that happened in any other country, like China, for example, right, you'll say that's a fucking totalitarian shithole, right? Mm. But it's happening right in front of our like, front yard. I mean, I mean, it's, I'm not saying what they were doing was 100% correct. And I think there was a certain degree of like people were just sick of it and just want to get on with it, right? But I, I don't think it's an arguable point that you said those guys were like disrupting massively to the fact. Because what they were doing was occupying the front of parliament, right? And the thing was, that's not even in like Tearo and stuff. It wasn't stopping business. I mean, sure, it was annoying that they blocked some roads. Like it was, they blocked a lot of roads surrounding Parliament. But it was e- it's easy to go around it anyway. I've been through mm. that area anyway. So I mean, it sucked for the the bar next door, and I think some of the school students got abused and all that kind of shit, right? But I mean, you live in New Zealand, bro. People abuse everyone all the time, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, because like as an Asian, right? Like sometimes some people just like use their car and like honk at me and all that kind of shit. I mean, it's it's like it's not like this doesn't happen 
um, anyway, right? And the thing is, like, when it does happen, it's like it's only a ma- it's only an issue if it affects us. Is that kind of mentality? Yeah, I true. Mean, you see, in Russia right now, where they've closed um, like all the McDonald's uh, restaurants in, yeah, yeah. in Russia. <laughs> Honestly, if that happened in New Zealand, they'd be up in arms, mate. Trust yeah. me. All the Tongan flags would be flying out then, wouldn't they? Oh, you'll, be, <laughs> you'll be leading the protest. Though, yeah, you, you'd be going on. You'd be going on strike. The thing is, mate, it would be counterintuitive for us to do a hikoi on the bloody bridge. <laughs> Couldn't get up the bridge. <laughs> we'll do the hikoi at KFC, mate. Yeah. You'll be outside KFC, raving McDonald's play. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, did you do that walk on the bridge, Nasper? No, I'll try to get away from Auckland City, bro. That oh, okay. fucking, those fucking <laughs> protesters. It took me two nah, hours. He, to get he was out. there. Nah, bro, I was only trying to defend anyone, mate. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> Pakia, mate, it will never have went on, mate. I'll, I'll let you know about that. <laughs> you know, what, you know, what I laughed about was uh, all these boomers on the on the on Facebook and stuff complaining about it. But half of these lot were the ones advocating for, you know, the, the cycling thing on the yeah. bridge. Remember them fuckers? They just went on their bikes there. Yeah, and the, the media didn't bat an eyelid then, did they? No. Yeah. This is why well, reckon... exactly what I mean, right? Like, it's whenever I, whenever we protest, it's not. It's 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 whoever you like. You know which side you take. You know what I mean? Like. It's not really about like a principal stand. Either you allow all protests, right, or you go. These are the rules of protesting. It's like when um, what was that um, the the environmental group and shit, right? When they do their protests, right? Um, you know, no one goes. Oh, these guys are wasting blocking my road and all that kind of crap. These guys are fringe terrorists, right? You know, you don't you don't say that to those people. But immediately when you, you disagree with someone, you say, oh, these guys are terrorists, right? I mean, this is basically the level of conversation. Um, that the government wants from us, kind of thing, and I think it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I get, I get the point you're making, it, 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 but it, it still was an absolute mess, wasn't it? Like it was, like Reese said it. Um, like there was no, there was no one leader. It was like you know that South Park episode with uh, with the Yelp reviewers, like, they, like the Yelp critics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they all they all gather together, and and think that they're the like the leader. Like there's like a thousand of them. So many live streams where they all just thought that, you know, that no one knew what they were there for, right? Mm. People would ask them in the comment section, like, genuinely, like, like what, what are you hoping to achieve? Like, why, why are you there? And they'd just block the comments. Like, they'd just, or they'd, they'd just say something different every time. We live in this interesting time now where everything's on, like, TikTok or, you know, Reddit <clears> and stuff. Like, you can see so many different points of view. So if you're not, if you don't agree with, like, the mainstream media that you watch on the news, watch TikTok, watch um, <clears> Reddit. You see a different point of view there. And for what I saw of the protesters, mate, honestly, a bunch of whoppers, mate. <laughs> so it's that old woman, right? She's like 60 or something. She's yeah, wearing yeah. goggles because she didn't want to get pepper sprayed. Yeah. <laughs> her, go- her goggles are like fogged up anyway, so she couldn't see the pepper sprays coming towards her. And they were taking turns doing um, supermarket runs to get milk. <laughs> yeah. And they're flinging shit at the police. You see that video? Oh, man, it's disgusting. <laughs> these, these, these coppers are just like, I think it's like five o'clock in the morning. They're just driving past and people are just flinging crap at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a bit ironic that, um, you know, they, they started out calling calling us all sheep. But, you know, by about yeah. day six, they were fucking living and shifting and hay. I know. Like, like literally. <laughs> The tinfoil hats that they, they take oh, the cake yeah. for me. <laughs> Do you know about that, Jasper? Yeah, there's, I, there's... I was fake you're saying some of them were just wearing it or something. No, they ran out of tinfoil, mate. All the one shops the li- in Wellington ran out of tinfoil. One of the one of the live streams that I saw, they were genuinely they were filming the roof of, of the beehive. 
and they were like pointing out all the the antennas and and all the different <laughs> things on the roof saying look at that look at that guard like manning the manning the tower because that they were they were machines they were um uh electromagnetic radiation or something yeah like that. that's right yeah because apparently the, the government do that to make people depressed and angry yeah yeah, yeah. but the tinfoil blocks it out <laughs> it's like the um the 5g towers it's the same 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 load of crap oh mate <laughs> oh i'm glad you brought it to south park because um have you watched all the episodes so far this season yeah 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 do you reckon that the u.s had that that horse the russia one like brewed up for for years I didn't realize they actually wrote an episode per week. They they, they always yeah. used to, yeah, yeah. They always used to, um, so that they could keep up to keep up with whatever's happening in the world. I thought they were quite safe what they did, mate. I I think they're probably a bit scared of going too hard on Russia right now because I thought it was a very safe episode. Mm, I don't know. They've, they've gone pretty. They've gone pretty balls to the wall with uh, with China and and North Korea yeah. in the past. Yeah, <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh thing was so funny. Chinese. Uh, is he a prime minister, president? Uh, yeah, supreme leader. <laughs> supreme leader. Yeah. Hey, Jasper. Oh, I mean, so Jasper can't talk about him, mate. Got, we can't so talk good. about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Our man Jasper wants to go back to Hong Kong one day. Um, go back to your South Park one. Yeah, let's see a bit of that episode, the one where I think I'm Stan's dad um, get trapped in with all the other um, Disney characters, right? And then Winnie the Pooh goes <clears> and goes, like, who's this guy from? And then he's like, oh, he's from South Park. And then, the, and then it's like, who's South Park? Do we, is, do we have him yet? It's like, not yet, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we go into some football, boys, the biggest news today isn't Ukraine or anything like that. It's the, the reveal of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi oh. on Disney+. Plus. The trailer came out today. Amazing. Yeah. No, I, I'm not even joking. I, um, it's a true story, right? So I saw, I saw they'd released pictures before, before, I, before I got to work. So I saw the photos on Instagram. Um, but they hadn't released the trailer yet. But then um, I I'd just done the role at school, and then I saw that you'd texted me and you sent me the trailer because it just came out. And um, as soon as I did the role, I said, "Right, kids, uh, let's do fitness. Let's do fitness early." So you guys go out for a quick run because I saw the video was like two minutes long. So I said, "Right, go run around the field and come back." And in those two minutes, I watched the trailer. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant! Can't wait. You know what's really smart on YouTube is that I mean, YouTube is fucking smart, aren't they? On the side of the trailer, they've uh, they've given you the option to rent Revenge of the Sith yeah, on the yeah. side thing. Very clever marketing there. Yeah. Are you uh, big into Star he's... Wars, Jasper? Oh, I'm a massive Star Wars man, but Disney Star Wars is pretty rubbish. I mean, if you look at the trailer for um um for the Obi Wan right, it looks like it's gonna be one of those bait and switch things that Disney's doing right now. It's like Obi Wan's not got probably not even gonna be the main character. Right? It's gonna be that female Inquisitor, right? You look at the trailer, right? There's more scenes of that female character than actually Obi Wan, and yeah, this point. is what Disney's yeah, yeah. been doing. Nah, like, I, re- I reckon they're just not giving too much away. I mean, yeah, I mean that's possibly true. I mean they couldn't they couldn't just grab um Ewan McGregor and not do anything with them. But what what I mean is like if you watch Loki, I don't know if you remember watching Loki, right? Mm. You know how Loki was supposed to be the main character, right? But they literally mm. just made that other female Loki, like the main character, what they're trying to do is like, I think it's just not an Spanish work. And um, the main <laughs> yeah. character in um, the um, the Boba, um, Boba Fett is like, it's the Mandalorian. And that yeah. Season <laughs> yeah. like, it's Boba yeah, Fett is season, a side season character. Season 2.5, yeah. yeah Morrison, just... he, you're looking old, man. You're looking old. Yeah. You know, a few years ago, he was literally broken his ass, couldn't get a job anywhere. 
Shortland Street wouldn't touch it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. He, he did like a documentary with TV One, I think it was, or TV Two, just showing how much he's struggling trying to get jobs. And then Taika Waititi, you know, he's, he's on that train now. Yeah. We'll take all the brothers with him. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's back. <laughs> honestly, to be more Morrison, he was living, literally living off going to Comic Cons. Like, he was getting these invites. Mm. Think of it, if you're a minor character of any franchise, you could do the rounds on Comic Con. The kid that played Anakin, um, Jake Lloyd, yeah, right? yeah, he, yeah. he used to do, I don't think he does them anymore, but mm. he did that for a still, while. Probably still gets his, his royalties, eh? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of royalties, I saw this. Um, it's not Star Wars related, but um, it was a, it was a TikTok I saw the other day that um, you know, Super Bad, right? How Jonah Hill, um, Jonah Hill talks about when he was a kid, he used to like draw penises everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the kid, so the so the kid from the flashback that used to draw the cocks, um, he still gets like something like a hundred bucks a week in royalties from that, and he's he's like he's like he's like our age. That's brilliant. <laughs> he, get, he gets his he gets his check in the mail every week. It's like eighty bucks or something. So there's so many uh, conventions and you know, if I'm honest, he's probably on a cameo. Have you checked cameos? Anyone ordered a cameo yet? Nah. Do you know what it is, Jasper? No. What's a cameo? So basically, it's a it's an app where you can pay basically celebrities from like you know TV, music, whatever, um, and yeah. they send you like a like a video message. Oh, okay. So, they're all, they're all like B-list celebrities that, that can't get a gig anymore. Um, oh, right. Okay, yeah, I see you, man. Yeah. And then you and pay like 50 football, bucks. Like... It's a pin sale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like Ray Parler's on there, like Heskey's on there. Yeah, Tony Adams is on there um, as well. Depending on, how, depending on who they are, you pay like anywhere from like 50 bucks to, I don't know, a couple grand or something. Mm. And they send you, a, send you a, like a birthday video or, or whatever. So it's basically just Fiverr, Fiverr for like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Famous people. That's it. it is, yeah. If Jasper, if you had a celebrity that could give you a cameo, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Are we talking like like the type of people that would be on cameo? Or just ah, anyone? I don't know. Anyone. Anyone. Fellini. Yeah. He wants Judith would... Collins, mate. No, nah, not Judith. Uh, <laughs> it's a loafer. Um, <laughs> what am I her husband? Because like, her husband's like um, half Samoan, half Chinese, bro. That's pretty... Oh, yeah. oh, you just oh, want to get him out of the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to crush it all to myself, right? Crush his mind. Crush it. <laughs> yeah, and if it's if it's not Collins, it's uh, it's Jacinda, isn't it? Oh, I, I I don't have a horse stable in my house, mate. <laughs> not gonna work out, mate. It's a bit of a conspiracy, right? Um. So you can shut me down anytime you want, but um, essentially um, I've, I heard something about his, her husband, bro. Have you heard about that? Like some, some well, sleeping some... with the the nanny. Oh, I don't know, mate. I've it's heard of that one. Something about police, mm. mate. Oh, is it worse than that? Yeah, mate. I heard stories yeah, about pe- people in the comment sections of everything. They're like, "I'll oh, wait till the news comes out." Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about what about, but. Is some, he in the, some... the drug smuggling ring with um, Manu Butterfly? Because Jasper leaked yeah. that one two years ago. Mate, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember, I'm not telling you. No, because you told me about Joseph Parker, mate. You know, yeah, yeah. Still going, going, right? But I had word about Man, Manu Butterfly, so I was like, oh, shit, he's in the fucking DK now. But this, this is a really sad thing about, like, um, celebrity culture, right? Like, once they're kind of, like, over their celebrity status, like, you know, like Manu Butterfly and all those people on camera and stuff, it's like, it's... It's it's just unfortunate they don't have something else afterwards. So eh? like, I I feel pretty sad for them to be honest. Yeah, gotta make that money while you're still in the the limelight, I suppose. 
No one's going to buy our bloody cameo. <laughs> <laughs> they all want Williams. Yeah, gosh. He's deluded, isn't he? <laughs> Williams is so deluded. He really is. He's quite happy with Ragnit right now. I don't know. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Jasper? I mean, um, we, we'd even start with United right now. All right. So, so let's get into it. Eh? Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a Williams. I'm a massive Ragnit fan. I think he's doing a very. I think he's doing a really good job. Like he gets a lot of shit at the moment, but um, I mean he's he's essentially saving a second ship, in my opinion. Right? Like, um, firstly, like he's 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 got the hard end of the of the thing where everything like that's happening right now to our club. It's like a matter of like the whole problem was with like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and pretty much with the whole of um, the border kind of thing, allowing him to like hang off for such a long time. I mean, I, I think I remember telling you, it's like the problem with, with Ole, Solskjaer, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was that not because he, he was like a bad dude or like he's a bad footballer, it was that our standards as a club dropped massively when he was in charge, right? So you can say, what, yeah, you can say whatever you want about Mourinho. Like Mourinho didn't work out. He, he, like, he played badly in some cases and there were some bad results, right? But at least with Mourinho, right, which I always thought was the most important thing was that winning was important and there were standards, right? So every time we drew a game, we lost a game, right? The media would go on him, right? And he would go on, like, as players, he would go on everyone, right? That was the standard that we had under Ferguson as well, right? So anytime I remember Ferguson losing a game, he would just lose his shit, right? He, Ferguson was, like, one of the people you didn't want to mess with when you were losing, right? Because he just went angry with that kind of crap, right? So I, I think what's, what's actually happened is that um, since the progression of these different managers, right, we've essentially lost our standards in a way that you can't really repair overnight. And so what Ragnar had to do right, when he came in was like, okay, we've got all these players that are made up of like, what, four different managers, right? You've got some from Ferguson, you've got some from um, LVG, you've got some from Mourinho, you've got some from Ole. It's a complete mess, right? <laughs> and, and, now, and, and he's been told to, okay, you need to get top four or do something with it, right? And essentially, um, what he's done so far, and some people still may not agree with it, is that he has steadied the ship. He has steadied the ship, right? We're not leaking as many goals as we were under um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And there are glimpses of, like, play that is, like, relatively good. So that being said, um, a lot of these things can't be fixed overnight. And, and, and the thing is, like, I don't, I don't 100% blame it all on um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because it's not his fault that every that he got hired and it's not his fault that he got to stay as long as he could, but it, it is, it is the board's fault ultimately that we're in this position, right? Like, as in like, we can't do anything, um, you know, we can't do anything um, at this stage to like change our curriculum. And I don't blame like Ronaldo coming in or anything like that sort, because at the end of the day, it's like the, the team that we have right now has been, has been created over a long period of time. And I think what, what I was saying to like Jacob um, a couple weeks ago was that the good thing is that a lot of these players, their contracts got to be running out soon. And the, the team, the board has a decision to make whether you keep maybe four or five of them or you have to restart the whole team again. So I could see Ragnar coming in as like the architect, right? He's like building this whole club from scratch. And that's what he's famous for, right? When he joined RB Leipzig um, back in, I think, 2014 or 2015, they were a nobody club, right? No one knew where they were. Even earlier than that, sorry, even earlier than that, in the um, second, in the third division, right, in Germany, he rebuilt that club from scratch, right? So if we can keep 
um, ReactNet for maybe as as a consultant and do the real building phase. We actually might generally see like a three year um, project that um, we've been alluding to for the last five years. That this is the mm. like the only time we actually do it. So I think there's I think at the moment most of us like that watch United are like apathetic. Like we don't really give a shit what actually happens right now because like none of the stuff that's happening right now makes any sort of sense or like um, no one really cares if that makes sense. Do you think they'll just give them the job to carry on next year? Or do you think they're bringing someone else in? I think they, I think the rumors are at the moment, it's like it's between Ten Hag or um, Pochettino. <laughs> and I think today's, I results, say that. <laughs> today's results are swaying towards another side quite, <laughs> quite heavily. So I think what, what um, and for people that don't know, it's like um, PSG got locked, knocked out by Real Madrid. So here about the other job soon um and yeah. so we're, we're we're back to this problem where i think mark goldbridge was saying like we're picking up the scraps of someone else's seconds in the sense that all the managers we've we've taken so far have been someone else's someone's been they've got fired from somewhere and we've picked them up as like a second like scenario kind of thing so yeah i mean i, I don't have all the i don't have all the um like i don't have a big insight of what would happen to us but I think essentially, uh, yeah, we're going to have a massive rebuild in the summer. Yeah, this morning was hilarious. You, you couldn't write a better story. PSG, were, they went into the second leg with a, a one-goal uh, lead, and they still lost. <laughs> ben Zima for the hat-trick. You know, it's funny about the, these oil barons at PSG. They were able to, you know, use the whole Russian invasion to take away the Champions League final from St. Petersburg to Paris, and they're not going to be playing that final. Seriously, I'm right. Honestly, Longest City and PSG don't win the Champions League. I'm happy with that, but don't deserve it at all. So, what happens, Jasper, when uh, when United don't make the Champions League? Bro, I, I don't know. Like, I I think um I think there's still a thinking that we might win the Champions League. I think there is uh, a, a small yeah. contingent. That's just your only hope, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I think top four is not complete. I mean, Arsenal is playing better, and you got what three games on hand, right? If you win the next three, you're like yep. potentially um, eleven points. At have United, right? Um, mm. So, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to make top four at this stage. But um, I've, I think what happens is if we don't get top four, you're going to see it, like the exodus we're talking about, like a lot of players going up. And mm. we don't sign the players we want as well. Mm. So it's, it's going to be a show show. So either way, um, this is like the reality we have to face as a United fan because, it, because all the mistakes we've been doing so far for the last 10 years, even like the last 15 years, it's coming home to roost. It's a bit like um, the Russian thing, actually. Like, if you think about everything that's happening right now, it's all a result of like a long term systemic issues and it hasn't been addressed. And now, like, shit's coming home to roost. That's the same. Um, the thing is, like, we're going to be facing a lot more pain going forward. Cause, like, one of the rumors now is that um, Rash was looking for a transfer as well because he's not getting enough yeah. game time. Um, I read that. Yeah, Maguire might go because he's just getting scapegoated. Like, I know people hate Maguire, and I know people have, like, the sense about, like, Maguire not being good enough and all that kind of crap. But, but this is exactly mm. the same storyline we had with every centre-back we've signed since Ferdinand and Ferdinand has gone right. I mean, people mm. keep talking about the United standard, right? This is our standard. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think people have just been... I think we've been sugar-coated so hard by those great players that um, it's just like, that's why I don't, I don't jump on the Maguire hate bandwagon because 
I think if he goes to another club, right, he's got to be amazing for them, right? It's a bit like um, every centre back that leaves our club. It's a weird on, one, eh? Goes on to do better stuff, right? <laughs> hey, um, what about the performance on the weekend in the derby? Oh, I only watched the first half. I thought that was good. Uh, you should have watched the second half too because you got dicked. Yeah, I heard it was really bad. Eh? But, um, <laughs> look, I, I think I think at the end of the day, um, as I was saying before, like none of this, any results we get now, it's like where it's kind of gone. The season was gone the moment um, Solskjaer got fired because we know we know from that on, like we weren't good enough to challenge. And and this was supposed to be the year we challenged, right? This was the third year Solskjaer was going to build that final squad. We've got Ferran, we've got Sancho, we've got Ronaldo. Everything was in, like in the jigsaw. Then Mason Greenwood happened. <laughs> then freaking Henderson was start stirring up shit. Uh, Maguire was playing shit. I mean, it, it's literally one of the worst seasons. I don't think, I don't think I've had a worse season than when Moise was here. And I don't blame Moise. Moise was fine. It's just like the toxicity <laughs> at the club right now uh, is worse than when Moise was here. The thing is, though, even how bad it's been, right? You're only fifth. Like, it, does it show you exactly. how bad the rest of the league is? Like, you're fifth. So, at the moment, it's, the table's a bit skewed on, like, on our side because we played all our games so far, right? And um, under Ragnick, um, we've, we've only lost two games under Ragnick, right? So this was the Man City and some other games, I remember. Um, under Ole this year, we were averaging like 1.5 points per game. Um, under uh, Ragnar, we're averaging around 2 point something points per game. So if there's, there's, a, there's a difference, right? There's a difference between the managers. And again, um, Ragnar has toughened up the defense, right? We're not conceding as much goals as we were previously. Um, but the issue is that we're not scoring as much as we were under Solskjaer since last year. And I think what we're experiencing is a bit like... Um, Arsenal um, last year, the inconsistency of results, mm. and you can one t- one t- we can beat the team pretty comfortably on one game, and then completely um, dog shit at the next one. Yeah. And 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 I think yeah. um yeah that's why I I think we're like the new Arsenal right in a sense we're we're happy to be top <laughs> four. Um, we blame world players, we blame the American owners. Um, no one's happy. No one gives a shit. You know, that's <laughs> uh, all too familiar. Before we uh, talk about Arsenal, yeah. I'm just going to go through the, the stats here. So I've, lo- I've looked at the informed guide here. So Arsenal, right, in yeah. the past 10 league games, they've won eight, drawn one, lost one, 25 points altogether. That puts them, in terms of form, top of the league, number one. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, was the same, um, it was the same last year after, after Christmas. We were, we were the second best team in the second half of the season. Um. But you know it's 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 happening. It, I suppose the timing's really good because it's happening at a time where a all the teams around us are dropping points. B we're getting these you know getting these results on the on on the board when um when we've still got all these games in hand, and that's you know the next next three games that's that's going to be the banker. You know what I mean? Surely top four's a bagger now. Like you got it, you got it. Well, well, no. The thing is, we don't know. Like, like Jasper said, you know, the only thing with Arsenal, I mean, it's, it's different now, but, you know, last year, for example, the only thing that was consistent was that nothing was consistent. Um, so I'm, oh, yeah, I'm looking at the table now. So we've got, we've got the three games in hand. Um, we're in a really good place. But the next, next games, we've got, we've got Leicester and Liverpool. We've got Villa who are in form. So those are the three games in hand. Um, we've still got to play United, obviously. Um, that's it. We've played Chelsea twice. We've played City twice. 
So there are a couple of games where we could slip up, but um, hmm. but no, like it's a good time to be an Arsenal fan, mate. It's um, it's uh, things are looking good. I, I don't know. I still don't know what the process is, but I'm trusting it for now. It's too good, though. Too good to be true. I mean, in terms of the whole like Amazon Prime docker is going to come out soon. You know, I, I want to oh, see know, some drama yeah, this second. Like, it can't be all plain sailing. Like it's just too easy right now. It I really what, is. Um, I think what Teta did was um, what um, um, maybe what um, the All Blacks did was like they got rid of people that was like disruptive to the uh, the whole team kind of thing. And I'm not saying Obama was disruptive per se, but I think Teta certainly is looking for like a certain type of like like leader. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like how um, he's been brutally honest and he's just he's kicked out players that that are a waste of space, um, and and it's paying off because we. For years and years, we had, um, you know, we had Wenger and then for a couple of years, Emery, that, you know, they put so much faith in players that no one else could see, you know, like, you know, no one could see what they were doing. Um, so, you know, he's <clears throat> sort of for the first time in, in, in years, really, since maybe like, oh, I'm going to say maybe the early 2010s, I actually know who's going to play every week like, mm. and who's going to play where. Like we're not we're not rotating the not rotating the squad so much and that's fine. To, you know, to be fair, we don't have much depth at the moment, so we're relying on players not getting injured. Um, but at the same time, you know, no no one's underperforming. Like everyone's putting in a shift and and, and it's 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 paying off. Mm. Like yeah, we've got we've we've scraped through a few a few victories, but but they're victories and they're 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 three points when when three points is is necessary. And that's that's the thing, mate. Like. Well, no, I'm excited, but you know, it could it, it could still tank. It really yeah. could. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, I, I think um, that that game over the weekend with like Arsenal winning three two against Watford, like um, you leaked two goals, and I think um, some were saying your midfield got a bit dominated, and and so I think the issue is that um, Arsenal's not quite there with the top teams, right? Like you're close enough. Like I mean, that Man City game, you guys were pretty much ahead most of it. And it was kind of like unlucky that kind of lost that, right? But um, but at the same time, that's the issue is like, can you get those players you want that will bring the team up even more? Yeah, if we make if we if we make top four, like yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see the likes of um, actually I don't know who, but but you're gonna start to see you know the big signings again. Mbappe, he's available. There'll be a huge fire sale in PSG. Trust me. Yeah, and Mbappe wants out. Suarez, fire sale, midnight madness sale. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, we do. We do need a striker, and I think. Um, I think we could. We could. We could Mbappe. see. You've got to go for it. Mbappe. Imagine that. It's like the last scene of the whole like Amazon Prime <laughs> Mbappe sign. And you know what? We're going yeah. to renew it for next season, season two. <laughs> Based yeah, on season money, mate. It's just printing money. Yeah. Easy money. Yeah, he'll. He'll he'll throw in the the million pounds a week for his for his salary. <laughs> no, it's funny. I completely forgot about the the documentary for a few weeks. But I tell you what, um, Idris Elba is definitely comment- uh, narrating it. Yeah, well, he's turned down James Bond for, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the, the only reason he'll not be James Bond because he's turning it down for to be the the narrator. Who was the narrator yeah. for the Spurs one? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. That's a weird weird choice. By the way, um, how was Batman? Oh, it was good. It was really you both good. seen it? 
Yeah, I've seen fucking it. good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've been I've been ISO, so I'll be able to watch it. So I've heard it's long yeah. though. It's what three hours long. Yeah, yeah. three you, hours. Yeah, you don't feel it's, it's a three hour movie. It, it feels like two. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not boring and it's it's engaging. Like it's yeah. um like it doesn't it doesn't drag like like a like a three hour drama or anything. What do you think about um, Patterson, Jay? What do you think about? Um, oh, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a big fanboy, mate. A big fanboy, yeah. I, lo- I like right. him as well. Yeah, he's so good. I think he's quality. He was, he was what's, a good his, what's his best? Really... What's his best work, Ben? Um, is, is it a movie? Is a movie called um, Good Time? That's really really good. Oh, I was gonna say that as well. Good times. He's mm. so good. In good times. Oh, he's great and, in um, Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in Ten too, like um, Tenet from last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was my favorite part of that movie. No, he's, he's quality. He's, he's um, yeah, I fucking, I fucking hate when, any, when, when anyone um, brings up Twilight and, you know, say that, oh, he's just, he's just you know, that's yeah. all he's known for. Like, fuck, that's, no. that's, that's so not, so that's not, not true. true. That's not true. Twilight's so like any, as well. Anyone that says that, you know, that's, that's all he's known for and he's shit because of that, like, they, they don't watch movies enough to, to know. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, um, you know, they had that Harry Potter reunion before Christmas. Mm. The fact that he wasn't on there. I mean, he's probably the biggest star now out of that franchise. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, but he's only in one movie, mate. Yeah. That Chinese girl was on two movies, three movies. Oh, fucking don't even start about <laughs> Cho Chang. I can't stand that. <laughs> Cho Chang and her fucking pumpkin pasties. He got fucked. Uh... <laughs> pumpkin pasties. Fuck <laughs> off. I'm gonna get it for the business from that one. I'm gonna get it now. <laughs> she, she loves Harry Potter. Oh, the good it. thing is the game's still coming out in the year, mate. So, oh, mate. See, that's you, one thing that's been dragging along. <laughs> that's been dragging longer than Betty COVID. That game, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy, yeah. was meant to come out back in 2020. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch it. Then. Just wait. Wait till it's fucking terrible as well. You know. Oh, I better not be like Cyberpunk. Honestly, I, yeah. I, that's, I'll get it again for the business because that's the only reason I was able to get a PS5. I promise that Harry Potter will come out <laughs> in 2020. We're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Hey, hey Jasper, good. do you have any PS5s for sale? Oh, um, no, nah, mate. I've, I've stopped doing that. Eh? I've, I've cleaned up my act. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. All he's doing now is selling rat tests. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. of rat tests, mate. Um, no, no. Um, $50 a pop. It just wasn't <laughs> worth it, eh? Like, the PS5 is a freaking heavy beast, eh? Like, the shipping cost for it, right? Like, if you're shipping it and these on post, it's so expensive, out right? Because it's so heavy. And so the margins are low. And also, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you don't, I didn't feel like scamming people. So I wasn't like charging them access. I was only charging people like $1,200 or something like that. So it wasn't, I wasn't like trying to make a living of it. But um, no, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just like um, the PS5 is like, you still might not get one now because like of all the all the shits happening with like um Ukraine and stuff like. So um yeah I don't know like, like I feel like um if you're gonna sell anything you might as well just start selling um like nuclear bunkers and all that kind of stuff. I think that might make. Oh, yeah. I sell oil man like buy a lot of oil now and then hold on to it. So you like, buying barrels of oil then? <laughs> yeah yeah just like just like get a lot of, like um you know like those um gallons and shit just like. Yeah, spy oil. So if I drive past your house next week and there's a massive water tank, it's not filled <laughs> with water. It's it's oil. Inside the oil, there's rat tests in there as well, in bags. <laughs> yeah. And frozen <laughs> KFC. All the cheap Chinese knockoffs and shit. Oh, that's what. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's New Zealand's number one DHK reseller. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's great. I just say with this whole uh, Ukraine stuff, you know, you see a lot of anti-Russian sentiment here. I saw it the other day, by the way, on the news. People refusing to buy vodka now because it's Russian. This is just American cancel culture. Yeah. It is xenophobic. Like, it's, it's just saying, hey, you're Russian. You're the baddies. Um, we're going to fucking cancel you. Honestly, like, this country's going down the shithole like quicker than fucking Russia mm. is, mate. The New Zealand government, first time ever in their history, passed what you call unilateral sanctions. This is like the equivalent, because what the New Zealand government used to do was they would only pass any sort of sanctions if the UN did it. So you know how, like, um, in the UN, right, um, Russia's a, um, one of the members of the Security Council, right? So they have what you call a veto power. So, like, whatever um, you want to pass a resolution, they can get, get a veto. Um, because they 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 won World War Two right essentially, um, and the thing is like what what the New Zealand government's done with, with what they did last night it's just basically saying um, we can now kind of steal your shit whenever we want to. Um, that's scary, bro. Because like um, when I was growing up, right, we were told that communism was a bad thing, and what the New Zealand government's pretty much doing right now is like the equivalency of communism, right? We're basically hey, we don't like you. We think you're, um, we declare you to be like some sort of pariah state. We can now seize your property um, wherever we like to. And that's basically what communism is, right? It's a, it's a seizure of property um, with the state and basically doing what whatever you want. And it's crazy. Like, I'm, I mean, I mean, I thought once upon a time, this would never happen in like a Western democratic country, bro. But it seemed to me, see, ever since COVID happened, like all the rules all the laws, all the laws are passed under emergency. Yeah. There's no debate. I mean, like, what what sanctions are we gonna do to help, um, like Ukraine, right? Like, none of this stuff we're doing. It's all virtue signaling to a degree. Yeah. And this whole thing about like our banning Russian like um, vodka is like, okay, well, you definitely show Putin by not drinking fucking alcohol, <laughs> mate. Well done. Mate. There, was, there, was like a, there was a joke, like um, on Twitter. I think I don't I don't go on Twitter, but there was a joke on Twitter. Well, Twitter's a joke, but no, um, you're banned from Twitter. Yeah, mate. I'm banned, bro. I'm banned from Twitter. <laughs> um, essentially, um, it was like, oh, Russia's got to be the most healthiest, um, well-informed, fittest country in the long run. Because you know how like McDonald's getting banned, Starbucks getting banned, everything's getting banned. It's this. Is, this is the. This is what. Um, and it's it's actually funny because that's kind of more ammo for um the government right? saying like, hey, the West hates us. Let's get together and be stronger. I mean, it makes China smart, right? Like 10 years ago, like they developed their own shit. Like, so they can't get canceled, right? Essentially, China's uncancelable, right? Because what do you get canceled them on? What, Google? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, this is, that's true. but this is the thing, right? Like I've been told from a kid, right? The whole point of Western government and Western society is that we're open, right? We, we, we want to exchange ideas, right? We want to say, hey, we're better because our product's better, right? And when you ban things like McDonald's, you ban things like KFC, you're, it's just saying, well, we can't do business. We're, we don't like you. You know, it's, it sends, and it sends a message, not just to Russia, it sends the world, the whole world, right? Saying any moment, right, you disagree with what we do, we're going to cancel you, right? That's essentially what cancel culture is, right? To a large degree, right? You say something that we don't like, you're a far-right white, racist nationalist nazi we're gonna cancel you right i mean this is like the global level of that kind of principle mm. right if you think about it and and i was watching i was reading um the guardian which is not a rubbish rag um they were like in wales your country mate your country's doing this bro they're uh, they got, <laughs> they got banned Ty- tchaikovsky 
right? Yeah. Um, Peter Tchaikovsky, who's one of the most famous Russian composers, right? Who's fucking dead for the last 200 years, mate. Your country's got banned of fucking dead man's music, mate. <laughs> this is just the start, what is what I'm saying, right? It's like, this is communism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I don't know. Do you know any Russians? I don't know any Russians. But I, if I were to come across on the street, I wouldn't spit on them or anything like that. I, I do feel bad for them. Mm. I do feel bad for them. Yeah, oh, I, feel, I feel bad for all the Russians that can't watch the Premier League anymore because uh, the Premier League have taken away the, the TV rights. There, <laughs> they'll just go on VPN though. They'll just do what like Qatar. Wait, how am I going to watch fucking Premier League games anymore? I was relying on them, Russian pricks, to legally stream it for me. <laughs> you know, Batman stream's gone down the bloody road. Are there any Russian players in the Premier League these days? Nah, nah. Last I, one I, I, I look, I look was, at um, was a uh, Roman um, Spurs. Pavlochenko. Oh, oh Pavlochenko. Roman Pavlochenko. Yeah. I think he's yeah, he's the only one I can think of. Now nah, you had Arshavin, you had Pavlochenko. Oh, you had, sure. yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he played for Chelsea. Ivanovic, wasn't it? Ivanovic? Uh, he was Serbian. Nah, Serbian yeah. Same fucking man, mate. They're just as nuts as Serbia. Well, Yuri Zhirkov, was he um was he Russian? Wasn't he a leader in the, the Second World War? <laughs> Zhirkov? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. the um in that movie, um the there for Stalin, play by um. No, oh, let's go here. Yuri Zhukov. Wasn't he a left back? I can't say, but you blew it out, mate. Uh, I've never seen that he, guy before. He played for Chelsea. Um, he's thirty-eight now, so it's probably about ten years ago. Two thousand nine to two thousand eleven, he played for Chelsea. But he was on FIFA, mate. I remember. He yeah, was he was. It was good FIFA. Good Saint Peter's good FIFA right? player. Yeah, and um, and CSKA. Branislav mm. Ivanovic. Oh yeah, he's been. Them fuckers are nuts, mate. Everyone's anti-Russia right now. They're pro-Russian as fuck. They're all out there celebrating like they won the World Cup. <laughs> Nut jobs, mate. Nut jobs. <laughs> Is there any Russian ties to United? Oh, no. We had a, an airline. One of the yeah. airlines um, got booted out. Um, I remember what. We had a sponsorship with them. But um, I'm sure there's like a massive Russian contingent of United fans. But um, look, I mean, it's just, it's hard to know. Like all these stuff, it's all political at this stage. Um, but um, I am I am kind of surprised that um, Roman got the light tinned, you know, like how they were sanctioning oh, all yeah. the Romans. Because mm. Roman is actually an Israeli citizen as well. So he he obviously got his ties with like his other side. And um, yeah, they couldn't cancel the Jews, so they kind of let him go. <laughs> or else he'll be crying anti-Semitism. I mean, Roman, um, as a as an owner, I think, you know how they're chanting his name in that game and, and all the UK lads were like, oh, this guy's a fucking shithole. He's, he's supporting Putin. But I mean, like, Roman's been massive for, the, um, for London. He's, he built Chelsea, I mean, if, if largely. I mean, most people, I think most yeah, Chelsea yeah. fans are great. Pretty much founded Chelsea, didn't he? So. Yeah. And he, he, was actually, he was actually a fan, right? Like, how many of our yeah. directors and owners can say that we're fans, right? And, and that's why it's like, it's, it's a sad time to end it, but at the same time, I think on reflection, like Roman was the ideal owner. Like he was the owner that that um, that every club wanted, and now it's like an end of an era kind of thing. Do you reckon they should strip all of Chelsea silverware? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the two Champions Leagues and all them Premier League titles. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's gonna be interesting who's gonna um, buy Chelsea. I mean McGregor wants to buy them up, but McGregor's a bit of a tapping gap guy now so i don't know who's that um conor mcgregor, conor McGregor. what fuck off chelsea 
he lowballed um saying he he'll buy it with 1.5 billion but like um, how, how much money does colin mcgregor have then uh, a lot of money uh you know it's, it's all a part of the plan they got rid of Billy vodka he's gonna bring in his whiskey in isn't it that's right yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it mate it's all yeah. part of the plan mate it's all part of the plan it's always about the alcohol right it's always about the alcohol <laughs> How's how Swansea um, race? Didn't they just lose? Yeah, well, we, we got our kicked last night. We lost 4-1. Not 4-1, it was 5-1, actually. 5. Yeah, yeah five. 5. We lost to Fulham, a.k.a. Victoria Sponge FC. <laughs> right. Them toffs, mate. Fulham, just, they've, they've practically won the league already, Fulham. Mitrovic. Mitrovic, Jesus. I love Mitrovic. Eh? I, I, I just feel sorry for him. Every time he comes back to champion, like the Premier League, he just doesn't do as well. Like. He's like the ultimate championship player, right? But well, he's the know. highest scorer of all time now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, he scored thirty-five goals, mate, in thirty-three games. Like, oh, he's got more to come out. Yeah, like honestly, mate, Mitrovic, as, as like a Welsh supporter, a Swansea fan, I can't remember a game where he's not scored against us in either mm. club or. <laughs> but I fucking hate the guy. Um, he's, it's always <laughs> never to be a score to me. But I know next season in the Premier League, he won't score a goal at all. Like he's just one of them yeah. shit players. Like just can't. He'll, he'll, he'll get injured or some shit, and then like he's out for like half the season or something. Yeah. Like that. And I was like, giving like Tony shit, right? Because Tony's done nothing for me in fantasy, but because he scored a hat trick of the day, isn't he? So he's up to like yeah. nine goals in twenty three games. So that's actually not a bad return for someone in their first mm. season in the league. But it's not and as it's, much as I thought it would be, you know. No, but like the, he's in a championship club just came up. Like you yeah. can't compare. Like nine goals is amazing, right? Nine goals because he's yeah. not playing for like the top club, right? He doesn't get that many chances per se. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, like, like it's not like an Andre Gray situation, right? Like when Andre Gray came up, he was like the lead scorer of championship. He got into Burnley, um, didn't score anything, right? When he was his first season, mm-hmm. and you had like Dwight Gale and all these other players that were good but just weren't quite there, you know? Like when you get to Premier League, and and it's unfortunate. That's just like how the cookie crumbles, right? Um, I think the thing about Mitrovic is that, like, it was interesting that he stayed in Fulham for such a long time because I remember um, watching him come up from Anderlecht, right? He was, like, under-19, one of the best players. And he's, he's, he's been there for, like, over six or seven years now. And he's, he's reaching the end of his career, right? But he's still at Fulham. And he's probably get one last shot at the um, Premier League, right? And then he might go off to China or some shit afterwards in his <laughs> days, mate. Um, no, I mean, I like players like that because I feel he's, like, He's not like a mercenary. He doesn't go like jump club to club, right? To get like his. Oh, no, who who would have taken Mitrovic? That's the thing, mate. No, uh, like a mid-table team. Like, like I could see a West Brom like when they cut up, like oh, let's get Mitrovic or like uh, like I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like he could have easily gone somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And it's not <clears> like Fulham is the best club. Like, I love Fulham, but like they, it's like the club's kind of stabilized the last five years. Like they, I mean, Scott Parker's doing well in Bournemouth, yeah. Right? But um, 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 the guy that got back, Marco Silva, like he was a bit of a laughing stock in the Premier League, right? Remember he he was like coaching Hull Tiger after um, Fingerman got got rid of, and then he went to like um, Watford and then Everton, right? I mean, all the clubs he's been to, like he's like left the trail of destruction. Have you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Thing, right? <laughs> and, and now that um, he's in Fulham, like he's gone full circle, right? He's coming back, and now he's doing well. So, yeah. No, I mean, I'd love to see Fulham come back up again, but um, they've got to go straight back down like Norwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> they've got like something like 54 goals, right? They've not been scored by Mitrovic. That's Crazy. ridiculous. They've got a lot of yeah. goals in that team. 
I mean, the Swans have just got a lot of red cards. Like, we've got more red cards than fucking home wins right now. <laughs> I ain't joking, mate. We've been all right lately. We won two games in a row. And then, even against Fulham, we were better than them in the first half. It's just a red card killed us. And I've read this stat. I think we're, like, in the top five teams of all Europe in terms of possession. So we're up there with the likes of, like, City, Real Madrid, PSG. <laughs> but I don't know what this possession is, because the possession I see is the ball goes from the keeper to the right back, back to the centre back, to the goalkeeper, and we lose the ball, and then we concede the goal. Like, we conceded so many goals this season through just passing it to the opposition. When you're a man down, right, why aren't you hoofing the ball up to the halfway line? Like, why are we trying to play football when we've got 10 men on the field? Bullshit. And even when we've got 11 players on the field, we still can't play that way. It's, it's, a, it's, like a, trials. it's a trials, but worse, mate, honestly. Even though we've not been that good this season, I've, been, I've actually enjoyed part of it. I mean, we've got the derby coming up uh, beginning of next month in April. So if we do the double over Cardiff, it'll, it'll yeah. be a great season. Mid-table, beat the scum. Let's go. Hopefully get relegated next year. Because I think that if we don't sign players in summer, we're going down League One. I'm just looking at the table right now. Like, you know, Huddersfield's third at the moment, eh? Yeah, Huddersfield uh, are one of the only teams undefeated in England right now. That's really? crazy, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've got a great record. Um, there's some good teams, mate, in the playoffs. Um, I'm still back in Forest to win it. It's just inevitable that like Cooper, fucking Ned Schneebly will get them up mm-hmm. the third time going. It's going to happen. I thought it'd be, it would have been like Blackburn a few weeks ago, but when they lost um, Diaz, yeah, uh, their chances have gone. Huddersfield wouldn't write them off, but it's usually a team that catches form late on in the season that goes up. Mm. I, I think Forest mm. will probably go on the run soon, but um, Bournemouth, uh, I mean, they've pretty much bought their way up, haven't they? But I mean, that's when you're smart. When you've got the parachute payment money, you know, you've got to make sure that you invest properly into the team and not sell everyone like we've done. We've got no parachute payments anymore. Well, they've got a lot of loan deals done correctly as well. Yeah. It's how you use the loan market, right? Like, um, For sure. I mean, um, I know Ethan Ludd went from Swansea yeah, no. to Bournemouth, right? And I thought yep. that was an interesting thing because he was getting so much game time in Swansea. But um, obviously, when you play with Bournemouth, that's probably like a better team to be a development, right? <laughs> thing is, when he found out he was the best player at right back, I mean, that, that tells you, mate. <laughs> oh, man, I, I would love to see. I would love to see him in our team next year as like a backup to... But you know what? Um, I reckon he could play Premier League. Yeah, I reckon he could. He needs to get. He needs to be given a shot. That's why I think. Mm. I don't. He might not work out. Like, you look at both our right back position right now. Um, sorry, I have to bring back to United. Like, um, Wambasaka just got fucking schooled, and the low is like still developing. You know, and man, like our our, our whole team is like a development squad at the stage. So <laughs> it can't get any worse because um we also have um Gardner Gardner um at Forest. Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing well as well. So. You got some like other academy players that you kind of can integrate, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just just, thing is, mate. There's decent players in the championship that do get loaned there. It's just they don't get the chance when they come back. And like you look at players like um, like Colin Gallagher, for example, he did two stints in the championship, right? Yeah, with us, and I think it was Charlton. I think it was so, and he's gone to the Premier League and has had two great seasons Mm. with uh, was it West West Brom, wasn't it first, and then yeah, obviously uh, Palace now this season, so. You know, it shows you that you've got to give these kids a chance when, they, when they've done their time yeah. in the championship. Because half the time, they actually are better than kids that come straight out of the academy and go into the Premier League teams. Yeah, well, they've got their game time, right? I mean... Does Smith Rowe do time in the, the championship? Yeah, Huddersfield. Ah, oh, that's right. There you go. Got to do your time. He went to Germany as well. Mm. Um, Leipzig? 
Was it Leipzig? No, um, or it might have been. No, Hamburg, Hamburg. Hamburg. I think. Really? That's a good that's yeah, a really quiz so. question. Honestly, if you use the weight, yeah. no, no, no one will get that right in a quiz, apart from you, Jack. Hang on. I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'll look it up. Hamburg. That's I, think a good it was, I, think, I think it was Hamburg. Yeah. Um, was it Wolfsburg? Yeah. No, Song Human came on uh, Hamburg. Oh, it was Leipzig. Leipzig, was it? Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think so. And then he came back um, and he did a... Uh, he did a few months at uh, at Huddersfield. Who was I thinking about? I was thinking about um, oh Gnabry. That was uh, really Bremen, <laughs> the one that got away. That yeah, one that's an interesting one though, he, yeah, I know, but he he never looked like it with us though. It's, it's I mean, age, never, right? Yeah, never rated him in, in his in his youth. No, Saka man, he's he, he's mm-hmm. on his way. Yeah, he's looking yeah. really good. Eh? I, I got him. I got him uh, in career mode. I got him up to ninety four. Fuck. Yeah, he's looking so. In my in my opinion, he's looking so much better than um, Sterling was at that age. Mm. He just needs to learn how to finish, mate. Yeah, he should. He, he needs more goals. He does. Mm. No, he's, he's like fantasy he's, this season. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if any of you guys had Saka. I've had Saka for most of the season now. If you look at like differential players, Saka's always there. Plays like 90 minutes every week. I think a young boy as well. Eh? Like he's young. He's like 20. He's like tw- 20. Yeah. Like, if you haven't gotten him on a 10-year contract, you're fucked, honestly. Yeah. Chuck him on no, a 10-year contract, a lifetime probably contract. Why he's, probably why he's playing so much. They want him to stay. Yeah. End of this season, like, every, everyone's going to everyone's gonna be trying to get him. Like, Liverpool, City. Yes, I can see City. Um, oh, yeah. I can see City. Is there any yeah. other right, a right winger? Because um, mm. Torres is but, gone, right? Arsenal need to chuck, mm. like, a ridiculous release clause. You know how they do it in Spain? Yeah. You know, Barca and Real Madrid put like a billion euro release clause on these players. Like surely it just comes down to the to the player um you know being happy with that, you know, on the off chance that um that they want to leave. Like they they're gonna have if the club doesn't want to sell them, they don't have to sell them, you know. Mm. So so it comes it comes down to how they feel and how they see, you know, where the club's going. I think I think someone like Saka, you know, fitting into this sort of young you know, young team process with Arteta. I think he's, he'd be pretty confident that you know he's he's never going to lose his place, and and they're probably going to start, you know, competing for trophies in the next couple of years. He's he's the type of player. You're absolutely right. Put chuck a chuck a billion pounds down. Honestly, I would. I'm not even joking. Just chuck it on them. Someone mm. will have to buy him eventually, right? If they've learned anything for the last ten years, right, about letting players go to rival clubs and be successful when they leave you, is they need mm. to chuck a ridiculous release clause on them. I mean, I agree on principle. You should have like some protection clause, right? Like mm. a restraint of trade clause mm. kind of thing. Right? But, but I know the Premier League has since like they don't want that restriction. Like you don't want people not going to different clubs because then you don't create the drama, right? You don't people don't yeah. get the cut. But if you if you if you're an Arsenal fan, you've been fucked over so many times. I mean, Van Persie is the biggest mm. one. Surely you either have a clause that you don't sell them to a rival club in the league that you're in, mm. or you have a, a a buyback clause when that person goes to Spain or France or whatever, that Arsenal are the first club they get like a 48-hour window where they can buy him back first, you know? Like, mm. stuff like that. Arsenal should be looking at it now. Like, I wouldn't cash it. You don't need the money. Arsenal don't need the money. Like, you're going to get Champions League money next year anyway. So, you might as well do everything mm. you can to keep all your best assets there because what's the point of selling? Like, who can you replace Saka with? You can't. He's like the best player you could get, right? Mm. So, yeah. like, I would do everything... Out? Oh, Pepe. Oh, he's, been, he's, he's been phased out, yeah. <laughs> so you you spent, what, $70 million, so he can warm the bench, right? Well, Arteta didn't sign him, to be fair. Like, yeah, he was, um, 
he was an Emery signing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't think he fits. He, he doesn't fit mm. anymore. It's, 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 um, he, he's, he's done okay. Um, because Smith Rowe's been injured, he's had a couple of chances off the bench, and he's he's scored and he's got a couple of assists. But uh, he's, I, I still rate him, but he's he's not. He's, he's his time's up. Like he's yeah. he's he just doesn't fit anymore. We got to talk about this TikTok account, the padded seat. So I came across this in the oh, day on Instagram. So, so good. This is so great. Have you seen it, Jasper? No, I haven't seen it. All right, the padded seat. So basically, this is guy. Um, he just does reviews of all the hospitality packages around each ground in English football. And um, he's done a few Premier League clubs. He's done the likes of Chelsea. He's done Spurs, uh, Watford, Southampton. And he's also done a few championship clubs. So he's done Millwall. And he did the Swans last weekend, which was brilliant. Uh, mm. But Jack, you've seen this guy before, mm. haven't you? Yeah, he's good, eh? Um, they're, like, they're like one minute sort of like vlogs, you know, just showing showing what, you know, how much the ticket costs, what what it includes. Like it's the same, same formula for every video. You know, he's like, yeah, we turn up checked out the store then we headed upstairs to the to the to the lounge you know there's a complimentary drink there's some food whatever shutters come down 15 minutes before kickoff and then you you know you sit in your padded seat um no it's it's cool eh? no i love it i couldn't believe how um how cheap spurs was like yeah for, uh, they were, yeah they were like no i'm serious like for a for a hospitality ticket at arsenal i think they said it was something like it was like 350 quid for uh for a pair or something like that um and the bar wasn't uh, wasn't unlimited either, um, but Spurs was something like like a hundred hundred quid a ticket or something. It's actually more expensive the Swans than Spurs. <laughs> you get the same amount of level same. of football, mate. Still shit. <laughs> yeah, same same at um like Watford was like two hundred or something. Yeah, some of these grounds are grim. Like a hospitality package at Millwall is not getting punched. That's what it is, mate. <laughs> we don't get mm. punched. That's I, I call it hospitality. I'll pay you seventy quid not to get punched. They were they were they were a bit grim. I thought it was a bit grim. They won like the Swans. So he went to what game was it? It was a game we won recently. Um, mm. I think we beat Coventry three nil or something, three one. So he went to the game we actually won. So I mean, you should count that as a blessing in itself. The Carvery dinner, mate. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> Carvery dinner, as much beer. Speaking as you want. of um, beautiful. Yeah. Spe- speaking of hospitality, I um mm. I saw a video today when I was on my lunch break. Um, not that I watch um, troops anymore, but you know he's he's still fucking around in in, in America. Okay. Um, so he went to uh, Charlotte FC, so like their brand new MLS team. Yeah. So it was only like it was their first home game, um, and he got like you know the VIP pass, whatever. Their um their hospitality lounge is pitch level, and it's like down the tunnel. So like the tunnel was actually like in between the pub, like the pub and like the oh. restaurant, and like the tunnel just walks out to the field. It's actually pretty sick. So like, you know, um, they all stand there at the bar and then the players walk through to warm up and everything. I see some really grim ones, mate. Like Kenilworth yeah. Road, uh, Luton, right? Luton Town. This is the current ground they're playing. So their hospitality yeah. is on like the left side. So if you look at them, if you watch... It's, it's, it's someone's front room, isn't it? It's, it's, like... someone's, <laughs> it's someone's front room, yeah. Yeah, and uh, type in Luton on YouTube and you'll see it. So it's always the camera's face is right um, with hospitality, it looks like someone's like conservatory. Really, the windows are like mm. conservatory windows, like probably no double glazing, just the one glaze. And there's always mm. a ball that goes into the the bloody hospitality suite. So yeah, it's literally someone's garden. They could be in the <laughs> Premier League next year. If you look at them now, they're in the top ten in the league. Yeah. So I mean, Luton would be a great little stadium to have on FIFA. But yeah, Palace. If you're on Instagram or TikTok, check it out. Um, 
I mean, I think hospitality, is, I've not done it before. Obviously, none of us really go back as much. But if you're going to make the effort to go back, it would be nice to do it one time, you know? Because you're paying all that money anyway to get to London in the UK. <laughs> oh, yeah. You might as well treat the, yourself one day. The, um, the, Ch- the Chelsea one, for like, for like 180 quid, it included a hotel room or something. Yeah, in um, Kensington um, Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah, that's not so bad. It's pretty good, yeah. Uh, if you make if you make the trip from from New Zealand, it's probably worth it, eh? For sure, I think I'll, I'll do it one day. Yeah, I mean, I've treat, been to Emirates. Emirates is, is a really nice stadium, though. It's what, mm. it has the best grass. The seats looks good. Yeah, if I ever get a chance to go back to England, I'll go try get up to like Manchester and stuff, and go through like the different clubs there and Liverpool, hopefully. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm keen to go in St James Park there. Like the environment there will be amazing. Like in five years, ten years time now. Eh? Because the the um the the owners did just go pump so much money into the stadium and the region kind of thing. So imagine like almost like a sheik, like an Arab like temple <laughs> in Newcastle. Eh? <laughs> have you seen that? They're, um, gonna, they're gonna have um yeah, they're gonna have bloody heated seats next season, aren't they? Oh right, at this rate, bro, the the amount of like optimism, like that's enough heat to drive their kind of ego. If you uh, look <laughs> at the odds boys, like the odds um, people putting bets on now that you know, Newcastle will get European football next season. Yeah, but you you want to chuck some money on that now. Yeah, I mean, not, that's not sure like... if Chris Wood would be leading the line, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> Chris Wood must wake up every day and think, "Aren't I lucky? Yeah, you know, I've been blessed He's to smart, get paid mate. really well, smart, and not score a goal." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what you need to do. Like, you you get a three year, four year contract, right? Is it three yeah. years or something like that? Um, you know, you 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 know, you're not gonna be like. They're gonna be the best. You're not gonna be the leading goal scorer or like the um the leading front man soon, right? Because they're gonna bring their own like Mbappe yeah. and shit. Mbappe, Haaland, yeah. yeah, the rest of them. And but you can messy. you can still say you're part of the team that won like the first Premier League in Newcastle, right? I mean, yeah. no, Newcastle's won it, right? Have they won it? No, they. No, they came second twice. Second. Oh, yeah, to United, right? That season. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Keegan. Yeah. But now I, I think um yeah I think that's why I like the demise of United is like. Even get closer because you're gonna have like Aston Villa spending a lot of money, Newcastle's gonna spend a lot of money, Everton's gonna spend a lot of money if they're still up. <laughs> yeah, but thing, thing is though, them not many people know this, but like Everton Villa, they've got a lot of money their owners have in terms yeah. of wealth, but they can't spend it because of financial fair play because they, oh. they don't bring as much. They haven't got as much revenue streams as what Newcastle have. Yeah, because they've got a bigger stadium than them too. So like yeah. them, them clubs are always going to be restricted to what they can spend. So yeah. I understand how City get away with it. I really don't. Because their revenue streams aren't as big as what, what Newcastle bring in. I'm pretty sure Newcastle have got a bigger fan base than what City have got. Mm. I'm, I'm mean, not talking about bums on seat. I'm just talking about actual fans around the world. Like no, Newcastle think, are a, a bigger club think, than City. I think there was a TIFO on YouTube. There's a TIFO video on Man City finances mm. and stuff. Um. But, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, financial fair play has always been, like, to stop the small clubs, the meaning clubs to get out, right? So that's why they got a bit... Um, all the clubs got annoyed that Newcastle kind of got away with it. Because, like, as, as much as, like, um, Ashley was, like... I think, like, they don't like Ashley, right? Ashley never ran the club to the ground. He was smart enough to make sure the club was always financially stable and always came back up as soon as possible, right? So, like... You could you could see a club like um, Blackburn, right, with the um, the um, what's it, the Venture Brothers, whatever the, um, the Indian Telecom Company or something. They they were um, the, what are they called the uh, Vanky Brothers, the, the Chicken Vanky Brothers. Brothers yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, the Vanky <laughs> Brothers, right? 
they've they've been down for so long <laughs> ever since those investments came in, right? Or Blackpool or whatever, right? So, I mean, Newcastle has just got to be like um, going up and up and up and up. So yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see if you can kind of go there one day and see like what it does to the whole community. You know, like I mean the Newcastle vibe. There's like a whole like stigma to it, right? Like you know Geordie Shore and all that kind of crap. But then like you know that kind of money and that kind of success can bring in like a new like a new vibe to it. Yeah, we we definitely need that money at the trials, don't we? <laughs> we need don't something. You have, don't you have a Russian oligarch or something that finds you, <laughs> find you some oil money? Are there any foxes in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> Maybe the secret to their um, you know, to their recent rebirth is uh, is Russian oil money. Oh, you, you know what? We have to touch on this, right? We have to touch on okay, the Sky Tower, right? This was literally a Reddit campaign. So you know how uh, the Sky Tower, you know, they light up the, the tower for different fundraising stuff or whatever events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, for a good week, they refused to light it up um, yellow and blue. But you know why they refused to light it? It's because the yeah, amount of the money... Pigs, yeah. Exactly. The amount of Russian money that's filtered through that casino prevented them from lighting up the tower. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's true. Trust me, mate. There's a lot of Russian oligarch um, money here, mate. Not not comparison to what we got in London, like there's a lot of money there, but a lot of you know, the Sky Tower and the Sky Casino has been built on Russian money. I thought it was like Chinese money. Nah, mate. It's all Russian, mate. Okay. All Russian. Anyway, for some reason or another, so like New Zealand do, they fell to peer pressure and the, the full wrath of Twitter and Reddit, and they lit up the tower last week, um, blue and yellow, the Ukraine colours. So they won't be getting any more Russian oligarchs going to the casino. They'll be cosplaying as like Ukrainians, mate. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell the freaking difference if they're Russian and Ukrainian. Mate. It's like you, like it's like you see all Asians as the same, bro. It's like how we all see it, all Russians are the same, bro. Like all Slavic dudes. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I see it that way, but I'm just saying, like, if you were a Russian, you, like, you wouldn't know if someone's Russian until like you, you really asked them. Bro. No one speaks Russian here. Oh, not yet anyway, mate. Not yet. <laughs> Russian is a very hard language to learn, so I, I, I don't think we're going to be speaking Russian even if they take us over. Oh, well, anyway, boys, uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you again. It's been a while since we've done this. You only ever get you guys back on when you, you're here to collect your royalties or something's gone down in the world. So <laughs> in, in, this, in this case, both yeah. things have happened. But um, yeah, pleasure to yeah. have you guys on. Uh, rest up, mate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they let you out of the house soon. Oh, yeah. mate, I'm at the gulag tomorrow. Give me a negative test. I'm out of here. <laughs> Off to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you let you let's go out, can't you? You can do exercise. Nah, you're stuck indoors, mate. Really? Oh, I heard yeah. you can go out. Nah, someone's you telling can't, me. <laughs> Someone... <laughs> Whoever's no. telling you that's breaching their lockdown rules, mate. Oh yeah, someone sounds really naughty. Cindy's gonna jump on you. Yeah, but she's got she's got her husband to take care of, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, don't worry. It sounds like he's been taken care of. He's 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 still doing his fishing show, isn't he? No, he's, he's moving he's houses. Not, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's he's really interesting to watch. Yeah, he's shifting, relocating houses. That's it. Yeah, he'd be doing that in Kiev. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's it. Oh man, um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, um, Kiev is pretty in circle in circle right now. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah. Let's go hard, man. Have you seen um? Have you seen like how the Russians have the um, Chechen soldiers, the Muslim soldiers? Yeah. Have you seen the video of them like doing almost their war cry, bro? They're, they're, those guys are ruthless, eh? They go like massacre. <laughs> well, we're gonna leave this one now before we get cancelled for good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoy this one. Uh, we did talk about some football, but yeah, it was inevitable really when I had Jasper on the pod. 
Um, but yeah, our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine. It's not nice what's happening to them. Let's hope it's resolved as quickly as we can. All right, have a good one. Calcate down.